0: I'm Lina Taylor, welcome to Next Level Tips. I believe that one of the most valuable skills is the ability to transform obstacles into opportunities. All of us face challenges and setbacks, but how we show up for ourselves in those defining moments is what we talk about in this podcast. Get inspired with these stories and create the opportunities you've always wanted. My guest today is one of the most amazing and contagiously fun personalities you'll ever meet, Tasha Danvers. Tasha is a motivational speaker and a coach, and from our conversation, you'll see very quickly where the basis of her philosophy and approach to coaching come from. It's her ability to combine laughter and lightheartedness with the exquisite determination of a champion that sets her apart. This ability allowed her to excel in track and field and win an Olympic medal at one of the hardest disciplines, the 400-meter hurdles. Listen to our conversation and pay particular attention to her tips on how to perform at your best under extreme pressure. Also, and I won't spoil this for you, you have to hear the story of the moment when Tasha discovers she's expecting a child when she is at the height of her career and what happens next. Hello, I'm here with the wonderful Tasha Danvers on Next Level Tips. Tasha, welcome to Next Level Tips. Hi, how are you, Lena? I'm doing great. Thank you. You know, I was really curious. I was thinking about what I'm going to ask you first, because I have a thousand questions for you, but we'll only have time for a few. But my first question was, I want to go back to that moment in time when you are a little girl or however old you were and you decide, I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to be an athlete. Can you take us back to that time? You know, it's really funny because my story is so different from a lot of people
1: who, you know, you hear about the Shirley Temples of the world who got into acting and they're like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do forever. But for me, it was something that sort of came to me. So I was doing other sports. at um, Growing up in England, there's a lot of netball and we did trampolining. So I was doing all these things, rounders, which is kind of like softball, but with that shorter... <laughs> shorter bats. So I was doing all these different sports and we had school sports day and I was doing well, different events. I would try the long jump, I would try uh, the hundred. And I remember my dad kept saying, try the hurdles, try the hurdles. Like, no, I don't wanna try the hurdles. It looks scary. So (laughs) I didn't wanna do it, but he was a hurdler. So he was encouraging me to hurdle. My mom had done the high jump. So I was trying all these different things And my teachers and obviously my parents who had both been athletes themselves started to realize that I had a talent, a flair for track and field. And so they took me to a club and I ended up joining a club. And so it just kind of, you know, the more I did it, the more, I started to flourish and the more people would say, okay, try this, try this, try this. And so I ended up, you know, competing for my club against different junior athletes. And that's really how it happened. I never, ever, I don't think I ever just said as a child, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. It's like the passion found me and I just followed it. (laughs) So that's kind of how my junior years went
0: you followed it well i would say (laughs) (laughs) so what about what about later on though let's say you're competing and you make the olympic trials like what was that like did that what what point did that sink in
1: you know as you compete in a sport like track and field there's always the next big thing so as a, a child in school i won those competitions and so the schools would compete against each other I'd win those and then they' say okay can you compete for our city and I'd win those and they say okay can you compete for the county and then England and then Great Britain and so that was happening until my very first competition for Great Britain and I was still young for the age group I was in I think I was around 15 and I was competing in the under17s which is usually just the 16 and the 17 year olds because the 15 year olds don't know normally compete over the distance that I was competing as at, as an under 20. Under 20s complete, compete over the 100 meter hurdles, whereas the 15s and 15 year olds would compete over the 80 meter hurdles. So it was already strange for me to to be there. And I won that competition and everyone was so surprised. And so as those things started to happen and I started to get better and better, eventually I won my national championships. And that's when you start to have those bigger goals and the Olympics start coming around. I think my first competition was the Commonwealth Games It was in Kuala Lumpur in 1998. I'm giving my age away, which I don't mind because I'm 43 and I feel good about it. (laughs) And so that was my first competition as a senior. It was a straight final. So I didn't get really the full experience of what it's like to compete at a major championship. Then the next year was 1999. It was the world championships in Seville. I went there. I got knocked out in the heat. So I'm starting to really get a feel of what it's like to compete as a senior athlete. Mm -hmm. then of course the following year is 2000 the sydney games and i was you know making my progression but i really wanted to make that team and i went out and you know went to the olympic trials and did a great job there was actually 3 of us that ended up going to those championships and of the 3 of us because i'd had so much experience i'd already started working on my mental side from from the time i was really young cuz because i had been put in that environment where i was young but i was competing against older athletes there was one particular time where i got so nervous that i didn't perform well the gun went off i got left in the blocks, I, you know, it was really bad. And after the performance, I went and I looked at the results and I realized that had I not let my nerves get to me, I would have come in the top three in that race against senior athletes. And so from then on, I had made the determination that I wouldn't let nervousness or something outside of what I could control. Don't ask me how I came up with that at that age, but somehow I did, you know that i would never let that affect my performance when i knew i could do better and so by the time i got to the olympics i had that attitude and so i was already thinking well come on guys it's just 10 hurdles they didn't put more hurdles here because it's the olympics it's just one lap around the track they didn't make it longer because it's the olympics what's the big deal right I (laughs) i literally had that attitude and so it really served me well because The other athletes were so nervous, they were losing their minds because it was the Olympic games. They got knocked out and I was able to progress to the final, my very first final as a young, up and coming senior athlete. And so it was a really good achievement because I came eighth place, but I ran a personal best time. And that's where I really knew that I had the ingredients and the foundation to do something really special. And that's when I kind of set my sights on, maybe just maybe one day I might get a medal. here.
0: <laughs> so that's kind of my story. It's amazing. I love how you took that moment where, you know, you felt that you didn't perform well. And then you had the courage to dive into that moment. You know, a lot of people at that time would try to get mad about, you know, what something that's outside of their control. And it often happens, like even when we're interviewing for jobs and we don't get those jobs, but you took that moment and you dove into it and you figured out exactly how you would use that to your advantage. And you came up with that strategy that ended up serving you well. So you make some final in the Sydney Olympic Games, which is absolutely amazing um, accomplishment for any track athlete. And then we know that you are cruising to some of the top places in the world leading into the Athens games. And take us in that moment when you find out that you are expecting a child and what that means in your life, in your career.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, you know, everything's going well, everything's going according to plan. I'm having a great, uh, pro- having great progressions in my career. Things are moving in the right direction, heading towards the Athens games and around March of the year, the Olympic year, I find out I'm pregnant and I'm just going to be real with you here. I was not, you know, it was not one of those moments where I'm like, Oh, because I'm an athlete and our body is our business. So if our body is not able to be used, if it's out of commission, we don't have any business. So for us, it's it's, it's not just a black and white thing. It's not, like, oh, okay, we're pregnant. Let's just get on with it. It's like, what does this mean? So it was really a, a difficult time emotionally because on one hand you want to feel great because you're becoming a mother it's like one of the greatest things you can do in your life and on the other hand it's at a pinnacle time in your career and it's probably not a great thing that you're not competing at a point when you are really prime you're in great shape and so it was a tough tough time emotionally but I, of course, decided to keep my son. That was our decision. And uh, it's like now I have the best of both worlds because I was able to get back to training after having my son and keep working towards my dream. One thing I didn't want to do is be have to have my son look because, you know, we have the internet these days and everything else, everything is recorded forever in time. I knew that one day he might be able to look back and see oh, mom gave up on her dream because I was born. And I never wanted him to say that. So Mm -hmm. I decided to continue to pursue that dream and It worked out fantastically because now I have my son, which is gold, gold medal, and I have my Olympic medal, which is a bronze. And who can, who can complain about having two medals?
0: (laughs) That is absolutely fabulous. I love how you came around that moment. And I'm sure that it wasn't, it wasn't easy. You are right. As athletes, our bodies are our business. So going back and finding the determination to prove yourself again, now under scrutiny, right? Because you're yeah. already in the spotlight. People have been expecting these things from you. Now all the doubters are coming out and saying, "Can does Tasha have it? How can you do it? So tell me, take me to that moment when you just put your head down and you say, no, this is going to be according to my script, not your script.
1: You know, it was it was interesting because when i first um, when i first discovered i was pregnant i and, and i let that news out into the media it was it was a surprise i would say the reaction that i got in fact one of the journalists that was interviewing me at the time said that some of the comments that he had gotten from people higher up in the federation were so bad he couldn't print them and if anyone knows anything about the british press there's not a lot that don't print (laughs) (laughs) so for him to say that was was a big deal that means these were really not nice comments and so that was a bit of a shock and quite hurtful because i had been in the sport for a really long time by then and so i had some really down times but once i made the determination that i would still try to pursue my dream i remember a a certain day after practice. In fact, it was the first day after having my son, I should say. It was the first day after having my son that I came to begin practicing out there on the track. And, you know, I had been working out during my pregnancy, doing spinning classes early on. I did some stairs and things like that, you know, because as an athlete, you don't want to just stop working out. That's your body will not understand what's happening. So you want to continue to a certain degree what you have been doing before. So. I go out for this first day of training and i did one lap now my my event you have to do lots of laps that, you know for people who don't really understand i won't say the workouts but let's say it's the equivalent of lots of laps to train for my event and i did one lap And I was exhausted. It was like I had never worked out my entire pregnancy. And in that moment, I said to myself, Tasha, listen, if this is something that you want to do, you're going to have to make a big decision right now that this really is what you want to do because it's probably going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. And so I just made the determination in my head that I was going to go for it and let the chips fall where they may. And I think after having my son is probably the hardest and most focused and most determined I've ever been in my life. And I see the results and, and got to see the results of, of what it means to not only work hard, but work smart, because I started to you know be more strategic about the way I was training and, and what kind of training I was doing. So um, I learned a lot
0: through that experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am just so curious about the moment when you are in the finals of Beijing and you realize that you are going to win a medal. Like that moment when you're triding towards that finish line what's going on you know i have to tell you lena there
1: is nothing taken for granted when you're in that race because i have seen so many times where someone is so sure yeah you know i've meddled i'm there they go running around the track waving carrying their flag only to look up at the scoreboard and realize they got like fourth or fifth because at the line, someone like way on the edge has like dipped them out and they didn't know. So (laughs) I wasn't taking anything for granted, but what I did know is that there was somebody right close to me coming up on the inside. And I, you know, I just, I saw a glance on the big screen and I just saw her there. And I said, Oh my gosh. And I went just I just, it's like a whole new power came over me. Like I had a, you know, you have the five gears in your cars. Like I found another eight gears, and I just, ah! I'm <laughs> like, why wasn't that there in the first place? Well, No, something came over me. And, you know, probably something was coming over her as well. Cause she could see she was like in arms reach of a medal. And I think in the end, there was a 10th of a second between myself and and silver, And there was a 10th of a second between myself and fourth. So um, I was, I was so, glad that I just had that fight to to push through because I have to say uh, for any athlete I think one of the worst places you can be is fourth because it's just right there just outside of the medal so I was just so glad I could just get into that
0: final medal spot. Unbelievable unbelievable performance. Well thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lena. I appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. (laughs) We'll talk again for sure. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Next Level Tips. You can find more information on linataylor.com. Please subscribe to Next Level Tips and join me each week for a new conversation with leaders in business, science, and elite sports. We talk about the defining moments that shape our lives and the skills to transform challenges into opportunities. I'm your host, Lena Taylor, a two time Olympian in beach volleyball and leadership coach. Thank you for listening.